0: The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA, dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the villages, pickleball is one of the fastest-growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford, Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know this is the pickleball show. This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, it's The Pickleball Show. (laughs) I try to vary it up from week to week, but, uh, you know, there's only so many ways you can say it. I'm your host, Chris Allen. Thank you for joining me this week. We've got a couple of things on tap for you today. We're going to check in with Melissa McCurley, who is winging her way back to Arizona from a very successful tournament up in Portland, Maine. And I'm not surprised either. It's Linda Einseidler, Rocky Clark. When they are involved in a tournament, you know it's going to be top notch. The Atlantic Regionals were this past weekend, and we'll hear a report from Melissa. First, I want to tell you about something brand new that I think you're going to be excited about. It is on our website, PickleballX.com. That is the home of PBX Club. It is a public forum. It's called Pickleball Talk, and you can get to it very easily. Just go to pickleballtalk.com. It'll take you right to it. And Pickleball Talk is going to be the new official home of Pickleball Discussion online. As you may or may not know, the USAPA has had their own forum on their website for a number of years. Lots of passionate discussion back and forth, and they have decided to go in a little bit different direction with the magazine and everything. They're going to make it more of a Q&A format. So we here at PBX Club thought, well, they still needs to be a place online where people can voice their opinion and talk about all things pickleball so we created pickleballtalk.com especially for you it is free to join just go to pickleballtalk.com of course we'll link to that in the show notes you can also get to it by going to our home website pickleballx.com and click on the tab that says forum Start a brand new thread, talk about whatever you want to talk about, or comment on uh, threads that are already out there, topics people are already discussing. It's your chance to make your voice and your opinion heard, and you can do it all at pickleballtalk.com. All right. She's the hardest working person in pickleball, and you never know where you're going to find her. Uh, she spent all weekend in Portland, Maine, running the hugely successful Atlantic Regional Tournament, and now she's sitting in the Charlotte Airport, along with her mom, who helped out at the tournament as well. They're waiting to catch a flight back to Phoenix. It is from PickleballTournaments.com, the one and only Melissa McCurley. Hey, Melissa.
1: How you doing, Chris? Great to talk you to you. You
0: too. It, yeah. How are things in the Charlotte Airport? That's a nice one. You got the rocking chairs and everything.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love this airport. You know, my sister lives here, so sometimes she can pop over and see us if we have long layovers. Unfortunately, we won't see her this time.
0: Well, yeah, not a big layover, but I appreciate you making time for us. And i got to tell you, the accolades are already rolling in for the Atlantic Regionals that just wrapped up uh, this past weekend. People are saying it was the best tournament they've ever been to. And these are seasoned tournament goers that are saying this.
1: Yeah, well, you know, certainly a lot goes out uh, on that to Rocky Clark. Uh, Kathy Dion and Linda Einseidler, who were all tournament directors for this tournament, and they had some outstanding uh, support surrounding them. Uh, Rocky had his sister and his wife. They also had some other of the people from their local, I would say, pickleball club that were just outstanding in their organization and their thought processes and the detail that they put into planning for what is now being reported, even in their local newspapers, as the largest racket tournament to ever be played in the state of Maine.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, somebody mentioned that they had an awesome way of scheduling refs.
1: Yeah, so Bill Case and John Caposa, um, they ran the referees, did a tremendous job. And um, I was confident going into that tournament because I had visibility into all the work that was going into planning and scheduling of the referees. So what Bill did was schedule the referees in two-hour time slots. But then what happened was they were really did an outstanding job at incenting the referees to want to ref even more Offering some really nice raffle prizes that included like weekend getaways to a cabin on the lake, for example. Nice. And so, obviously, the more matches that you refereed, then the more entries you would get into the raffle for the chance to win. I have, don't you, we don't see this often, but we do on occasion. But we actually had referees waiting in line uh, to get a match to referee. That's how well covered they had the referees for the entire tournament. So, kudos to that entire team. That is a ton of work. I told them both before I left, you know, big hugs. I love my hugs. That um, They just did a tremendous job and uh, they should be very proud.
0: Nice. And of course, they were smart enough to uh, utilize the services of pickleballtournaments.com, which makes all the difference in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we certainly always appreciate the people that come by and are, are very gracious with their compliments. And, uh, you know, they really appreciate the technology that is put into the tournaments when they check in. I mean, they check in, they get their court assignment, they know where they're going, They have the monitors that they can watch throughout the day uh, that shows in their court assignments when they're waiting to go on court, which makes it easier for them to float around a venue that can somewhat be spread out. And this one was. But the players should be applauded as well because they uh, really made sure that they understood uh, the tournament in which they were participating and uh, how it was being run and their role in helping ensure that it ran smoothly. So, You know, it was just an all around, well organized, well attended, 349 official players. Uh, 200 more than attended the regional last year wow. the Atlantic regional in Connecticut so if that gives you an idea of just you know how pickleball continues to grow there's one example right there
0: great work everybody did Linda einsiedler was one of the referee prizes uh, Linda Einsiedler's grilled lobster marinated in vodka uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> <laughs> that's her specialty you got to hang out there an extra day or two you know to take advantage of the local uh, cuisine like that
1: you know we um, we talk about that and we wish we' would have been able to stay another day but we, this was one tournament where we did get to do some other things. Um, we did get out to Linda Einsiedler's and, and Charlie's they have a two pickleball courts in the backyard of their home. We had the opportunity to go and personally play there um, before the tournament started outstanding fun. Um, gracious hosts. They just, you know, are so welcoming. Then the next night, the tournament was kicked off by a sunset cruise on the harbor there in Portland. And wow, what an amazing time that was. Well attended, a couple of hundred people, beautiful sunset that did come. That particular night, the weather was clear. You could see lighthouses from the boats and then just the, the laughter and, and just the camaraderie uh, of bringing pickleball people together, both, you know, friends you already have and new ones that you were making. It just doesn't get any better. Than that, Chris.
0: Yeah, sounds like more than just a tournament; it's a whole experience.
1: You know, I tell people every tournament has its own personality, and you know, certainly we had some fun uh, and funny things that happened at this one too. Uh, I, I always, uh, you know, take away uh, one particular moment usually from a tournament, and so I'll share one with you real quickly. Uh, we just noticed that one ge- match was taking a really, really long time to get started, and so um, you know, we went out to see what was going on on the court and why the match hadn't started. Well. This lady sat down and was eating a pizza. She told the she told the referee she was allowed a pizza break before she could get started playing and he believed her. <laughs> I think that's, which rule is that? We need to add that to the book for sure. Pizza break before match begins.
0: Pizza break. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Um, Last time we spoke, uh, you were on with Steve Peronto. We were talking about the new rating system and uh, Steve's gotten a lot of feedback. I've gotten a lot of feedback. I was wondering what you've heard about it and what kind of uh, progress is being made on it. We did do a follow-up show with Steve. He and Paul Porch answered some questions and everything, but didn't know what you've heard from people around the country.
1: You know, there's obviously uh, a need. I think it's important for the integrity of the brackets that are be putting together for tournaments. I do think that this probably, and at least in my mind, will immediately have some uh, impact on the tournaments. But there's still that other question. What about people who don't play tournaments? So I just I mentioned that because when we went through this the last time I got to thinking, you know, my comments are really around tournaments because that's where our expertise and specialty is. Mm-hmm. And we understand that there's a need for it in other places. And I think a player rating system would address both. I'm anxious uh, to see what the USAPA does in getting their RFP released and anxious to see the responses that come in and ultimately... Um, What vendor they select um, to offer that service because we will want to work closely with them uh, To be able to keep a player rating system that has um, a lot of integrity in it That again takes out that subjectivity that the current system has in it today Which is a manual process based on you know people having to do research who as humans You know we make errors may or may not get it right, but you run the risk of a lot less errors when you have a computer program you know, with a um, an algorithm that is proven to be effective in calculating performance, actually seeding your brackets.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep following the story. And if anything new does pop up on the subject, you know, always uh, let us know.
1: Absolutely. be happy to. Well,
0: I know you guys are probably boarding pretty soon. You're there and your mom is there. Tell your mom we said hi.
1: I will certainly do that. She doesn't think I'm the best travel buddy because, as you guys know, I have a lot of flying anxiety. So, uh, usually um, a little happy peel and a couple of drinks. And uh, Next thing you know, I'm, I'm
0: zonked out. <laughs> That's the only way to fly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, you'll be you'll be flying uh, overhead. If you're in Charlotte now, you'll be hitting Asheville probably about 25 minutes after you take off. So just get the pilot to honk the horn or tip the wings or something as you fly over me, okay? Um, Absolutely. We can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do planes have horns? I don't know. Hey, just have a great time when you get home. Are you going to be home for a little while now?
1: Yeah, I will be in Arizona. I guess the only time I have to fly again is at the end of July back to Kansas City. Uh, then back in Arizona for August and then September, Tournament of Champions in Utah, then we'll also be in, in Hiawassee, Georgia for their fall classic at the end of September. And then on to Delaware after that at the end of September, Wow! Uh, back through Utah in October. And then we begin our six months back in Arizona for when tournament season returns to the to the southwest.
0: There you go, folks. Say it with me. She's the hardest working person in pickleball. It's Melissa McCurley. Melissa, as always, thank you. It's always great to talk to you. And, uh, of course, if you're running a tournament, uh, you've got to go to pickleballtournaments.com. You don't have to fly Melissa out. Uh, You can utilize their services online and remotely. And uh, Melissa and Greg are definitely two people you want to have in your corner.
1: Thanks so much, Chris. And one last thing for you. I absolutely don't want to miss giving a shout out to all of the volunteers who put in so much effort to make all of these events successful, including this Atlantic Regional. So we thank them from the bottom of our heart and really appreciate all they do.
0: Sounds good. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon, Melissa. Thanks, Chris. You have a great day. And somebody else we hope has a great day is Melissa's brother, Greg Thompson, from PickleballTournaments.com. Today is Greg's birthday. Greg, happy birthday. Spend the day relaxing in the James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub and enjoy, my friend. Have you gotten your copy of the Top 10 Tips from Pickleball's Three Greatest Coaches? Coach Mo, Deb Harrison, Prem Carnot, all together in one quick study guide. You need to get yours. It's free. Just head over to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. You'll also be automatically registered for the drawing next week of the ProLite Black Diamond Titan Paddle. Get over there right now. Hey, we'd love to hear from you anytime. Mail at pickleballshow.com and join the conversation. Head over to pickleballtalk.com right now. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. free pbxclub.com pbx pickleball excellence join the club it's free